Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Doll Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today we are discussing Memories of Murder. Memories of Murder, a 2003 South Korean crime drama film, co-written and directed by Bong Joon-ho. It is based on the true story of Korea's first serial murders in history, which took place between 1986 and 1991 in Gyeongsang, Gyeonggi province. And so I apologize up top, up front. I do not know any South Korean, and so I'm going to absolutely butcher uh, these the names of these actors, actresses, and places. So I just want to give that a fair warning. I apologize. So um, this movie stars Song Kang-ho and Kim Sang-kyung as Detective Park and Detective Seo, respectively two of the detectives trying to solve the crimes. So here is the synopsis real quick. South Korea in 1986, under the military dictatorship, two rural cops and a special detective from the capital investigate a series of brutal rape and murder cases. Their crude measures become more desperate with each new corpse found, based on a true story. So I've had a series of uh, people that have talked to me um, over YouTube and comments and questions and whatnot, saying, uh, we know that you loved Bong Joon-ho's Academy Award winning, Best Picture Award winning, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, all of the awards, give them all of the awards um, for Parasite, but everyone was telling me to go back and rewatch uh, Memories of Murder. I, I keep wanting to say memories of a murderer, but it's memories of murder. Um, Solin Kim uh, actually was one of the people that told me to um, check it out as well. I don't have the full list of people that told me to to look at Parasite, but um, thank you all. They're all in the comment section. Um, but yes, so memories of murder. I finally got to see it. It's actually available in the U.S. on YouTube. I had no idea that it was even available for YouTube, uh, so I was like, oh shit, I gotta watch it before they even take it down or what's going on, but uh, depending on where you live, you might be able to watch Memories of Murder um, for free on YouTube, So, um, and it's not with any subscriptions or anything like that, it was just, it was, it was uh, it's on there, so I'll put the link for what I watched it on, and if anyone wants to watch Memories of Murder, um, and catch up on Bong Joon-ho's second directorial uh, feature, then um, then yeah, I'll leave the link for Memories of Murder and the way I watched it in the description. So uh, let me find my notes real quick. Okay, so Memories of Murder is the, let me think, the third film I've seen of Bong Joon-ho's. I did somewhat of a small wrap-up uh, after we or while we were discussing Parasite, 
And uh, I realized that I needed to check out this director's previous work. And so most people agreed that Memories of Murder, written and directed by him, uh, co-written by him, based off the stage play by Quang uh, Ram Kim um, and Sung Bo Shim, also are credited writers on this movie as well. This movie also stars Kang Ho Song, who we recognize the most for, for being on tons of other uh uh, American movies, but also South Korean movies. Um, we have movies such as what just came out was Parasite. He plays uh, the the father in that. Um, Snowpiercer. We definitely remember him in uh, in in that. That was also directed by uh, Bong Joon Ho as well. He, I mean, we've seen him in uh, comedies and American comedies such as The Interview with uh, uh, was it James Franco and Seth uh, Rogen. So we we've seen this guy act for. I don't know, numerous years. The majority of stuff I think he's been in is mostly South Korean. He was in The Host. Um, That's definitely on my list after watching this. Um, King Hong Song has an extremely expressive face, and so it's always good to see him in uh, anything, uh, not just Bong Joon-ho directed, but he's a a great actor as well. Um, Sang Kyung Kim, like I said, I'm sorry about the names. I'm, I'm sorry I'm fucking them up, but I'm trying. Sang Kyung Kim, Detective Se Tae Yeon. Um, he plays kind of this new guy. He's the new guy that's joining the task force to figure out who is um, committing these murders. And so uh, I really like, like this guy's understated performance. Uh, interesting actor. I haven't seen him on anything that I'm aware of, and I can't pronounce any of the movies that he's been on, so I'm not going to attempt to 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 to, to do anything uh, to to try to pronounce these at this moment. But um, he's a great actor um, as Detective Seo. Um Ro Ha Kim as Detective Cho Yong Ko. Um, this dude's this dude's the heavyweight. This uh, you know the good guy, good cop, bad cop. We found our bad cop. I mean, they're not great cops in this movie, but this is definitely the worst of the worst. And so, uh, Detective Cho Yong Ko, uh, in for better or worse, was kind of a badass. Um, Jay Ho Song is the uh, detective, uh, lead detective or sergeant, sorry, playing uh, Shin Dong Chul. And uh, I liked his performance. He was great. Uh, nothing, nothing too out, outstanding or anything about that. And uh, Se Hai Ko was uh, the officer Quan Ki Okay. And so um, this is basically our core cast of individuals who are in the police station and who we're following the entire time. So here's a couple of pros I, I really found from watching Memories of a Murder. Um, pros, just like the majority of Bong Joon-ho's work that I've realized, whether we're watching uh, Snowpiercer, whether we're watching The Host, uh, and I've only seen a little bit of The Host, so I need to go back and watch that, but, um, or watching Memories of a Murder, or Parasite, or any of his work, um, it's unpredictable. Bong Joon-ho has a directorial and writing style that always seems to kind of have this uh, layer of mystery where we're always finding out something new and learning, uh, interesting, uh, I don't know, for, for this, it'd be clues or facts or things that we need to pick up as viewers. The writing is just as smooth as the unpredictability of this story. Given that it's based on a true story, I'm sure some people might've 
heard or seen a little bit about this, but overall, I thought the the predictability in this movie was uh, was amazing, and that also correlated with the writing, the direction. It's very smooth. It kind of eases you into these crimes as as to what's going on. Um, I, Bong Joon Ho on his second movie is very impressive, given. Um, that he only had a couple shorts under his belt uh, before this. Um, the acting. Uh, I know some of these actors had been in the game a little bit longer than others, such as Kang Hong Song. Um, I don't have where this is on his list of... Uh, I think he had had... Um, yeah, he had he had been in several roles before he was the Detective Park Dumont. Um, and so... Uh, the majority of the acting, obviously, is is pretty phenomenal. Um, no complaints there. Interesting framing and blocking. I thought for the second movie of Bong Joon-ho, I was pretty impressed with how um, detailed the framing was, just in how he framed uh, some of these interviews with people going down. It was extremely intense. I mean, uh, the the pacing in this, I think, is what really works, in my opinion. And I think that also lends to these interesting shots and the cinematography that feels kind of moody and dour, but also has these really stunning shots. Um, the cons. So this is where South Korea is going to be like, all right, that's it. We're going to, we're going to, we, we don't know about you now. Um, but give me a second. The, the, I wouldn't say this movie particularly has cons. It might have been the uh, format I was watching it on as well. I'm sure it being on YouTube does not give me the ultimate 4K quality, high quality uh, resolution and everything I need on there. But I will say um, for it being a 2003 movie, um, the quality is all in the direction and I can definitely feel some of the color um, pulled away from the movie. And I'm not exactly sure if that's from the color palette or or if that's from the way that, that I was watching it on YouTube or, or what. It, it could have been a combination of both. Just that it's, you know, been 17 years plus, you know, we don't have the same technology anymore. Things get better. Things look better. So... I will say, with the exception of a couple of scenes um, uh, in the spoiler section I'll, I'll mention, but the color is drained from the movie in a way, but makes certain aspects of it really pop. So it's not exactly a con in my opinion, it was just something I noticed. Um, the, 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 the moody dourness of of the film is definitely there, but it, there's this this red lining, this tint of red that is always striking throughout the majority of the movie. So I just wanted to note note that. I don't necessarily think it's a con. It's just something I noted. Um, the editing, um, for better or worse, this has a very classic style of editing. I, I wouldn't say anything's too fancy about it. It's not. It's not quite like Star Wars, where you're gonna you know have a, a, a wipe or something like that. But I will say the editing is a lot of kind of class. I, I want to say classical editing, kind of like fades to black. Um, a lot of times, just instead of doing like a hard cut or something like that. So, um, it like I said, 
it's not a con. I there's not really much about this movie that I would say is a con because the majority of the movie, I'd say, is extremely well put together. It's a, it's a, it's a mystery that you want to unravel with everyone. And once again, Bong Joon Ho has me watching a movie with subtitles and forgetting I'm even watching subtitles. So I, you know, that's that's the sign of a good movie that just you know entrances you in the world. And so. Let me hop into the spoiler section for Memories of Murder. So we are in Memories of Murder spoiler section. Wow, this was done on a pretty low budget. I, I normally like to mention the budget. Um, Two million, two point eight million, and it did not gross terribly that much uh, worldwide it says only half a million worldwide i wonder if this was a soft release or if it wasn't a wide release or what what, what happened with this but um at two hours and 11 minutes like i said the pacing in this i think is really excellent and in, in the way that is presented i never felt like i was sitting there for two hours um and one thing I liked about this movie is that there aren't just flat-out good guys and bad guys. Um, since we're in the spoiler section, we're going to talk about the two main detectives and then the new investigator that join along with them. The two main guys. Normally, we're following guys that are uh, pretty well-liked in situations like this. You know, the good cop, bad cop. Maybe one's a little bit more brooding than the, than the other. But holy shit, these guys... Uh, fucking will whoop some ass like they they're to the point where they're abusive detective park dumon and detective sayo tay um Taeyon, they are oh sorry uh detective cho young at the beginning and detective park um yeah they are not messing around um they really try to start the movie off as if the main guy is kind of the smart intuitive one which would be um, Detective Park. But, I mean, honestly, is he putting on a front? Is he really that smart? Because a lot of this movie feels like they are just trying to fit the mold of these poor, innocent people they're taking in and um, almost basically torturing them to the point where they're describing the, the crimes they didn't commit. And so it's like, holy fuck. Um, that was not what I was expecting in this movie. I was, I thought it was going to be a straight out, you know, kind of Zodiac ish, go find the killer, all this crazy shit's happening or seven or, you know, any of those movies that have to do with finding the killer. So the main guy is played off as he's intuitive, but really the majority of the time I would say, eh, that's kind of up to question. He's a smart guy. He doesn't like to do the, the ass whooping all the time. But he will if he has to. Um, his looks like his wife is a nurse. Um, we find out that the Bark family um, had a meat restaurant, and they had a son that was uh, quote unquote slow, and he liked to follow the most recent victim. And we find out eventually that. This guy is giving, uh, well, you know, is it's a uh, the slower son is being taken 
underground to this like cellar of the the basement or whatever, and you can tell he's being you know, uh, you know, kind of slapped around. I mean, his clothes are stripped. He doesn't have a lawyer. I'm like, where the fuck are these guys' rights? Like, what is going on in South Korea where you can just take people down and get them their ass beat? Like, uh, having to watch this uh, this guy with. Uh, this mental health condition or uh, I don't know if it's considered a mental health condition or you know slight retardation or whatever he had um get see him get you know beaten up by our main uh quote-unquote protagonist um it's hard to watch like I was like this is not what I was expecting at all and you can kind of see it's not flat out immediately shown that he's just getting his ass kicked that the, the the boy is getting his ass kicked it is um it's kind of just like it looks like they're just picking on him, slapping him a little bit on on the knee, and uh, whacking him with pieces of clothing and stuff like that. And they just you can hear them trying to rehearse um, the confession with him. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is not good. Especially with the fact is um, with the new investigator coming in, um, he makes a he. I mean, he straight up says. You know, what if you take one of these guys in, the, the real killer is still out there and can still commit the crimes. So it's just, uh, it's it's bad for everybody. Basically, instead of good cop, bad cop, it's bad cop, bad cop. <laughs> so it's straight up police brutality. Um, And then, holy shit, I think when the uh, inspector first gets there, the, the new guy, he's, he's like wandering around smoking or something. Uh, I think trying to help some lady. He gets a straight up double flying kick to the chest. Something that happens, I think, like three or four times throughout this movie, which is not what I was expecting. Seeing a grown ass man do these flying, like, like not only is it a flying kick or a flying knee, not like some John Jones UFC shit. I'm talking flying. He goes full on horizontal flying at like, 20 miles per hour at this guy i'm like holy fuck getting like kicked in the chest with both feet from the guy only for the other guy to just fall on his ass while he's doing it i mean that is intense i mean what is going on in korea they all do y'all i like instead of like in america or the states where a good it's normally a quote-unquote good old-fashioned ass whooping with fist-to-fist combat but straight up in Korea, <laughs> Bong Joon-ho makes it seem like everybody knows like like how to do a flying knee or, or kickboxing or something. I'm just like, holy shit. Um, but that first one got came, came out of nowhere. I was like, holy fuck. Um, I was like, holy shit. So I honestly wanted to see some more ass whoopings with that. Um, and then we find out the main cops planted evidence using the evidence from the, uh, uh, I'm going to, I don't want to call him the slow guy. I want to call him the, um, name that he's given. Um, Quang Ho is his name Quang Ho. Let me see. Yeah. I think his name's Quang Ho. Um, and no chic park is the actor who plays bang Quang Ho. Um, and I was very impressed with this guy's acting. Um, I'm, I don't think he actually is, um, got retardation or whatever the symptoms called, but, um, this, this actor was very good. 
I felt so bad for him um, seeing that he's just being tortured by these cops and eventually framed by the cops. And then he has to go out there and reenact in front of the cops. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was in, in having like thousands of people watch. It was, it was intense. Um, and so we also see what happens to the citizens. They have to turn off, they have these blackouts, um, that eventually come in later in the film. It's the blackouts almost don't benefit the people. It's almost like making it easier for the guy to, to get away with the murder or something like that. I don't know. It, it didn't seem like they were benefiting the people. Um, let's see. So, the father at the reenactment of uh, of the murder with uh, Kang Ho, they um, he's the one like running in front of people, all of the thousands of people, reporters, and everybody talking about, "Are you torturing my son?" Um, there is very much this essence throughout the entire movie that police brutality is very widely known. Um, I, I thought that was actually brave of the father to say that. Um, I was just like, oh. Um, and I, I was curious if it was going to come back to, to, you know, bite the cops in the ass. And it's something they have to deal with the entire time they're there. Let me see. Mm. Our chopstick... Chopsticks breaking in Korea, a running joke there, because I felt like there was a little little side joke that, you know, they were in, I don't know, a restaurant and getting ready to eat, and he, they just like, fuck. Didn't know if that was a South Korean run-on joke or something. Um, look at, uh, oh, at one point there is a shot of, I think it's the sergeant looking at the two clips of, um, I think it's, the first one is them getting recognition for obtaining Quang uh, Ho, and it's all of the cops lined up. And then the second uh, part of the newspaper article on the other side is the shit show when they're trying to do the reenactment and the father's going out there asking about police brutality. And, and the juxtaposition in between those two uh, newspapers uh, clips and articles are pretty powerful, you know, and it, it, it just, you can see the, the look of disdain on the inspector's face. Sorry, the sergeant's face. Um, there's also a third body, and we find out that rainy days and red dresses have something to do with it, uh, and possibly this, this music. Um... They are showing the dead body at one point, and then they do this editing, uh, or Bong Joon-ho does this editing to meat being cooked, and I just felt like, oh, this is a, a cold way to edit. And Some Men Kim, the same editor as the host, um, is, also, is his editor on this movie. So, uh, let me see. They bought... They bought, um, what's his name? Kang Ho? Quang Ho? Damn it. Quang Ho. They bought Quang Ho some fresh new 
Nikes instead of Nikes. <laughs> I was like, damn it. Couldn't even get him the real stuff. Um, and there's this short scene of the detective park talking about how Korean detectives have much less land to cover than Americans do, which I didn't quite understand his disdain for it. I mean, there definitely is much more land over here, but does that mean there's more murders and therefore more cops? Therefore, I I didn't really understand what his ultimate um what his ultimate gripe with the FBI and Americans cuz it felt like the new inspector when he came in from I don't remember where the new inspector came from I think they said he came from the capital but he was educated in English and um knew a lot of uh, American history I guess um they kind of gave him shit for all of that I mean he he the detective park has a slight disdain for the states um I, I thought it was insane that the cops end up grabbing that one lady in the street and uh, they decide to use her as bait, dressing her up in a red dress. And I was like, this is insane. I, I, like, I can't believe that we're, Bong is having us uh, root for these people. It's, 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 it's just bewildering to me. Um, I think they try to find out that... Uh, the main guy is is relatively clean shaven and so they talk about him being hairless and not leaving any traces so there's this one one part where uh detective park is looking at everybody um let me see oh oh yeah we they talk about the guy possibly being hairless um there's a song that plays the, at the same time as the murders um and before before the detective park goes out and start to starts to look at dudes uh genitals to see if they're bald or not um i i did notice that they i didn't think they treated um officer kwan ki okay um with respect because i think she was the one that was the officer that pointed out that the song came on at the same times during the murders which I'm curious, is that something that really happened? And they actually did pull somebody in that was sending in letters saying to play the certain song or at certain times? I got a lot of questions about that because I feel like there's... Uh, I also got questions. Did did Was back Kwong Ho, the um, was that guy a real guy? And did he really get killed by a train? Like... If this is based on a true story, that's pretty insane because the the one guy that saw the killer is actually killed. Um, that's pretty intense. Um, let me see. They start doing excessive amounts of you know looking around for this um, for this murderer. They even go as far as going to a fortune teller. And getting some sort of charm and you got to get the, the murder dirt and throw it on there. And it ends up taking them back to the scene where everything was happening or where one of the scenes was happening. Uh, the crime scenes. And they find out there's this crazy dude jerking off on women's clothes. Um, 
and he has fucking red undies. Like, what the fuck is going on with that? Um, and I love this little uh, chase that happens when we're finding this guy. I mean, it is a fucking chase. And I love the choreography of all of them running at the same time. And uh, then going to this big construction zone where only to find him bent over and you can see his red undies, which give him away. Only to hit him with another flying kick. You know, Detective, uh, what was his name, Cho or something? What was it? Yeah, Detective Cho had to hit him with a flying knee, flying kick. Um, straight to the chest. Uh, let me see. We go to the Red Panties guy's family's house. We find out that it's fucking gross. Filled with bugs. He has a sick wife. Um, like, that's fucking disgusting. Um it's detailed though, and they, they talk about how good of a guy this actually guy this this guy actually is, um, and there's a subtle shot of the second cop, Detective Cho, putting on the shoe cloth, which we saw the shoe cloth originally being put on when they were going to beat the uh, the first guy they brought in, um, back Quang Ho. They were. You know, he says, I put this on so I don't scuff up when I kick your ass. And so we know there's only just a subtle shot of uh, Detective Cho putting that on. And you know the ass is about to get whooped. So I love that shot. And it's subtle but great filmmaking. Um, this is an intense des de description of the victim that we find from one of the... Uh, Sorry, it's a description of a victim. We find out what happens to happened to one of the ladies that ha got away. Um, the the killer's hands were soft. He used the same methods, and uh, overall, it feels like the two main cops are so busy trying to pin the crime on the people that are being tortured that they're just bringing in randomly saying, "You did it, you did it." Um, that they aren't really willing to go outside of what's really happening in the crime. Um, so we have the song. We have the rain. We have the fight. It was the fight between all three of the uh, the cops and the new guy, the other detective. Um, and while all this is going down, the song plays on the radio. And then one of them goes outside and puts his hand out and realizes it's raining. And they all realize they got to go on blackout mode. Everyone's got to go on, on on blackout mode. And so while all this is going down, the killer is out there getting ready to strike next. And we, he actually almost strikes one of the cops' wives, but ends up striking one of the girls that one of the cops had already talked to. Which made me think that he was involved somehow within the police operation of... I mean, how would he know to attack this girl or the the wife, you know, the the girl that went to school or the wife of the, the cop? There's just a lot of questions I have regarding that. Um, the population knows that they're torturing people when they bring in this one guy that we they find out who's requested all of the songs um, that works at this factory. He's a calm, collective, OK looking, I guess, soft handed dude i guess if that <laughs> makes sense uh because they check his hands make sure if they're rough or not they're, they're soft 
He seems like a kind of a weirdo, so they're just like kind of immediately assume it's him. They send his DNA to the states to get tested with some semen samples that had found on the scene. And of course, during this entire operation and all that's happening, Detective Cho hits him with another flying kick. Um, every single one of the guys have gets hit with a flying kick in this uh, this uh, movie. <laughs> I just couldn't get over that. Like the first thing you do is throw a kick. Like I most the thing why I find it funny is because most people in America are or in the states are not that flexible, especially like men over like thirty. If they're not going to the gym all the time, they're not going to be throwing no flying kicks. They're going to be ripping their pants. They're like they're going to be like pulling something and they're growing or something or uh like it's not gonna end well with a flying kick in the states so if korea comes over here just know y'all can probably disable us with a, a flying knee or a flying kick that's that's how you de- defeat us <laughs> um and so they uh they end up going back to flying um quang again uh back quang Ho, um, the kid that was put in the fire. We find out he was thrown in the fire at a very young age. So not only was he slow, they threw their slow son into the fire. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Um, that family just needs, I don't know. Um, and then, of course, he gets killed by a train. The only guy that says that he's seen the killer three times. Um I found that just a tad bit predictable in a way. I, I'm not going to say it's a complaint, but if that's what happened with the true story, I can't really complain about that. It's just what happened. Um, but if it doesn't didn't, I would say it was a little bit um, on the nose and a little bit like, hey, the only guy that knows the killer, you know, might, uh, you know, we can't let anything happen to him. Otherwise, oh, and he's dead. It's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> so it's uh ironic i guess is what it is um let's see we find out uh detective park sorry detective cho is not going to be give delivering any more flying knees or flying kicks in the chest he's going to have his leg amputated due to the nail that went into it from uh uh back quang ho um let me see and it's hard to feel bad for that guy because that dude, he says, I think there's like a television shot that's talking about him at one point and it's talking about like police brutality, sexual assault. Like this guy is not a good guy. Um, um, lights off the blackout scene with her in the woods. Um, this is with the student in the woods with one of the last victims. Um Another beautifully terrifying scene. You know, she's she and the uh, the killer are right in the center of the middle, and you see all these lights in the fair distance, just turning off, knowing that they're protected, but she's exactly in the opposite place. And the more that they're trying to protect themselves, the less protection she has. Um, the killer is putting things in the victim. I guess is this called like sodomizing victims? Is when you put things into the victims like it's really fucked up and they talked about there was one part where they were describing the pieces of a peach i think that the the killer put into the uh victims 
and they were describing it to one of the the accusers, the, the last accuser they were talking to. There, they said you put one piece, two piece, three piece, and the guy wasn't saying it, but the cop was, and I felt like the cop was giving away way too much information in regards to uh, what had happened to the corpse. They should have let the guy give way more of the information. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. The cops want to find a murderer so bad that they are absolutely frustrated. They're willing to go to some crazy lengths at this point. Both cops are beating the guy um, next to, um, sorry, the inspector. Sorry, where is it? Inspector, um, Inspector Detective Say Say Taeyon is getting ready to beat the uh, the main accused guy, and I can't find his name at this point. But the main accused guy, the quote unquote handsome, soft-handed guy, and uh, and as he's doing it, Detective Park is walking up to him. They're on train tracks, and they he hands him these papers. And he's like, take a look at the papers. And as he gives him the papers, he just turns around and starts whooping the guy's ass again. Like the, the, the other guy, the detective that just came up, starts whooping the guy's ass. And so basically they, they conclude that the stuff that happened in the U.S., all the DNA is found that it is not his DNA. He did not do it. And so since he didn't do it, they are just at their wits end and they need someone to take it out on. So after a big struggle between the two detectives, um, they end up getting separated by a train that is flying through them. And the, the accused guy is held Sorry, right before all this is happening, he's held almost held at gunpoint, and Detective Park is actually the one that is telling Detective Say not to do it. And I actually was expecting Detective Say to be the one that was restrained, and Detective Park and Cho to be the ones that were going to want to, you know, take out the real revenge, but it actually kind of flipped it on its head. Detective Say had had it up to his wit's end. He just wanted to take somebody out. And so, great framing, a great scene, just this entire wrap-up with all these three individuals. The acting is phenomenal. Um, Detective Say actually does uh, try to shoot him after the train goes by, and uh, Park throws his hand up and, and pushes it out of the way. But uh, it's it's a pretty powerful scene. So they flash forward to 2003, and there's this young girl that said this guy looking plain and ordinary, I guess showed back up at the scene of one of the original crimes. And so um, the look of, I don't know... Uh, resolution or the look of appeal or the the look that detective park gives at the very end of this movie is very powerful it says so much but it also says there's a whole nother 
you know, part of the mystery that is going to happen and that he has to continue on, even though it's years and years after. I think it's over 10 years after. Um, he's still looking for the serial killer, but he has someone right here that might be able to help. So there is hope. And I think that's something that is um, interesting about Bong Joon-ho's work is uh, despite some of the bleakness here and there, the beautiful cinematography, the unpredictability about it is that he's always, no matter what's going on, able to uh, inject a little bit of hope. So I gave this an 8 out of 10 with just some amazing storytelling. I can't believe this is his second movie. I'm obviously going to have to go check out more of Bong Joon-ho's uh, work. I'm so glad I got to see Memories of Murder. And once again, I will leave the link in the description, everyone. So if you are in, I guess, the States, I'm not really sure if this is restricted in certain places, but I watched it for free. I didn't sign up for anything. There was no commercials. Um, and it, it looked great. It was on YouTube, and it says it's been on there for over four years now. So hopefully it uh, you can get it wherever you are located. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening to Memories of Murder, 2003, directed by Bong Joon-ho. Check out the rest of the Lucky Dog podcast, podcast coming down the two. We just checked out Birds of Prey. We checked out uh, an old classic I like. It's not really old. Inception 2010 coming down the tube. HBO has an amazing crime series uh, written by Stephen King or based off of Stephen King, The Outsider. Um, we are covering that as well. Ad Astra 2019 is also available. And the Aftercast, if anyone likes the Lucky Dog podcast and wants to hear just some behind-the-scenes information, what's going on, what everyone's up to, check out the Aftercast. Thank you for listening, watching Lucky Dog podcast, supporting comments, questions, concerns. Email the Lucky Doll Podcast at gmail.com, Twitter, Lucky Doll Podcast, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, Discord. Links are all in the description. To support the podcast, paypal.me slash the Lucky Doll Podcast. We could not have this podcast running without you, the people, people around the world. So thank you for listening to the Lucky Doll Podcast. Let me know what you thought of Memories of Murder. Let me know what you thought of. Bong Joon-ho's most recent feature, Parasite. I'll actually link the Parasite um, podcast in the description as well. So if you haven't heard that, be sure to check that out as well. If you like these podcasts and want to hear them early before they're dropped, generally on Tuesdays, um, subscribe to the YouTube channel and you'll have all of the Lucky Doll podcast podcast early. So thank you for listening to the Lucky Doll podcast and... Take it easy. Also wanted to give a quick shout out to the composer Tiro Iwashiro. I really was impressed by this uh, moody score we had during this. I just uh, I don't know if I got to mention that, so I just wanted to do a quick mention and shout out to the score. Thank you. I did not realize that there was more to the story. When I was 
podcasting and reviewing memories of murder, I didn't look at the history. I didn't look at the correspondence with the real events. And so I just wanted to go back and just quickly count a couple of the uh, real aspects that had happened with the real events of Memories of Murder uh, versus what happened in actual South Korea. It was actually known as, this is all from Wiki, the killing spree became known as the Haesong serial murders between 86 and 91. There was at least 10 total bodies or 10 similar murders that were committed during that time. I don't think we got an actual, uh, uh, I don't think we got an actual body count in the movie. Um, Wiki also says that uh, many of the details, such as the gagging women with their underwear, was taken directly from the case. The body fluids found on the uh, victims were um, analyzed in Japan and not in the, the States. Um, I wonder why they changed that. Um also, as for what happened to the suspect, 13 years after the statute of limitations was reached for the last known victim, on eight, September 18th, 2019, police announced that a man in his 50s, Lee Chong Jae, had been identified as suspect in the killings he was identified after dna from the underwear of one of the victims was matched with his and subsequent evidence linked him to four of the nine unsolved murders at the time he was identified he was already serving a life sentence at a prison in busan for the rape and murder of his sister-in-law um but i mean that is that is pretty crazy uh says Lee initially de de denied any involvement in the serial murders, but on October 2nd, 2019, police announced that Lee had confessed to killing 14 people, including nine unsolved serial murders and five others. Three of those murders happened in Huaisong, but had not been previously attributed to the serial killer. And two other happened in Shangju as of October 2019. Details of those five victims have not been released because of the investigation is ongoing. In addition to the murders, he also confessed. He also confessed to more than thirty rapes and attempted rapes. Holy shit! This guy's fucking sick. All right, so if, if let's get let's bring out the Judy kicks. Let's bring out the double flying knees. Whatever we need, I think this guy probably deserves it. Get this guy out of here. But uh, it, it does make me feel a little bit better knowing that we got him. Um, under wraps and he's not just like some random entity out there doing all this crazy evil shit so um yeah i just wanted to throw that in there and uh, also i wanted to talk about real quick the coloring at the very end of the movie how hopeful it feels once uh the majority of the movie has got this very moody tone to it but once it it turns to the tw 2003 year there's this sense of hope and and ultimately i would love to see a sequel to this i mean um, get, get bong out there and let's do memories of murder part two or whatever we need to do to have this as a complete set. Cause I'm totally down to watch it. So thank y'all for listening. Take it easy.